I just I was thinking how like if there was war in New York, I was like thinking like proudly that like we would be tough. Oh yeah, we'd we'd be winners. Yeah. As as like New Yorkers. Like it would be really hard to occupy. Absolutely. New York. Like I'm just imagining like jaywalking in front of a tank, you know, uh-huh, just being yeah. like I, I get out of my way. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Like I just there was like a police funeral recently and there were just so many cops just like crossing through and That's I just like disgusting. I like had my headphones in and just completely did not even like I just like walked through the funeral, you just being disrespected like, it. I need to get where I'm going. Exactly. And I was just, can't, I can't imagine. Like, I, I guess I felt like that was a very occupying force and that it was just occupying the street where I was trying to go. And mm-hmm. I was just like, we wouldn't stand for this. We would not because we have places to go. I know. I mean, I guess it's like, though, we also like don't have any resources or like cars or anything. And I'm just like, maybe <laughs> when like the bombs come, like it would be like difficult. But if it was, um, Face-to-face combat, I think we'd win. Yeah, face definitely face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Like gra- on-the-ground combat. Yeah. We'd win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because we give really good face in New York. We have beautiful, hardened faces. guest here with me on my bed no less and I'm going to have my special guest introduce himself right now I was wondering if you knew how to say my last name Shorto right? yeah no no that's right um Eric, it's my guest is Eric Shorto yes but um, that would have been a good way to not have to say your name right yeah that's what I would have done um, I, I was, well, I was thinking that when, when you were introducing, I'm like, you know, it's not like my, it's not like you hear my last name every day. I mean, I guess maybe if people, I don't know, maybe people talking are talking about, about me, yeah. but I feel like it's not like, you know. How else would you pronounce it? Well, I mean, people get it wrong a lot because it's anything that's like over <laughs> that's like, like six letters. I feel like yeah. people just like give up on, you know, and it's just kind of like they say it in a completely ridiculous way like schwartz is like long enough for people but then like yeah. having like one extra letter it's like dumb. eric s yeah and i mean i don't it's like i don't mind like yeah I, people even get caught up with my last name do you know how to pronounce mine bedell yeah <laughs> is that right yeah <laughs> oh my god i guess what how else would i say it bedell beetle mm-hmm Whatever. This isn't about me. You are you are the guest here of honor. Let's talk about you. 
Okay. I mean, how? What was it like? Did you have to do alphabetical order as a kid, and were you always at the end? I guess I was like towards the end. You know, really, the my my childhood trauma is the fact that I have a twin sister. So oh, there's there's two of us. That is traumatic. Yeah, it's a lot a lot of sharing. Whoa. Yeah. Are you guys? Do you guys have like twin connection? We have twin kind of like disconnection. Oh. <laughs> I have a similar thing with my brothers. Yeah. Um, um, but we do love and support each other. Yeah. That's what do you want to talk about? Like growing up with a t- twin. I mean, I think it just is the the fact that I don't think people, even if you have like brothers and sisters, I guess you are sharing things. But the fact that you like share, I just feel like birthday. sharing your birthday is like such. Yeah. It you know it really humbles you. It also makes you very competitive and very <laughs> attention seeking. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, and I mean, my therapist has decided, um, you know, and if you know my sister hears this and wants to kind of chime in um, <laughs> on the other end of things like I my therapist kind of thinks that like she was more needy because she like she had issues with like tasting like she like couldn't eat anything and like she Uh was just like very needy but that's kind of a form of attention right so she got all the attention Mm -hmm. and I didn't get any attention so everyone was just like oh Eric's fine like he's great and then I now I'm like 35 and being like no I'm not fine Uh I mean not 35 yet yeah yeah but I will be maybe by the time this podcast comes out. Who we'll knows? see. We'll see. When is this podcast coming out this year? It's, com- year? it's coming out this year soon. Okay, okay. Hopefully soon. As soon as I edit it myself. Uh, I I feel like... I was going to say that sounds like the older sibling kind of thing. But I guess it just doesn't matter the age if one sibling is <laughs> better at getting attention than the other one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like you get at some point you need less attention when because you're just like older and you like. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you're supposed to do if you like had enough validation as a child. You are supposedly supposed to be like okay with val- self validation and that just have that be enough. That's what my therapist. Oh, you have a therapist. I have a therapist. (laughs) I uh, did not receive the validation as a child that was necessary for me to thrive as as an adult or even function as an adult. So I relate. But here you are with a podcast. With a podcast. (laughs) With a podcast. Do you like your therapist? Okay, so I'm on. I'm literally like breaking up with my therapist, and he, he. I don't think he knows it yet, but he's gonna know it. I canceled last week's or next week's session. He's been so. I've just like first of all, he's been great for two years, but I, and and he, we did come to to some. In, we I, I really needed him and we like came to some like really amazing like conclusions and mm-hmm. and had a lot of like insights. Um. But he's been in, like, Zipolite, which is this, like, Oaxacan beach town for the past two weeks. And, like, we got in this, like, whole, like, little weird, awkward moment where, like, I told him about this beach town. And then he's, like, gone. This is, like, the second time he's gone there. And he's just this, like, older gay man who, who I again, I, like, do see him as, like, a parent figure. Mm-hmm. And he is kind of, like, my ghostwriter. And I feel like he's really helped me, like, figure out, like, how to kind of, like, tell myself the story of my life and like why I am the way I am but I just feel like I need different therapy now and I'm uh-huh. I think we just need to like break up he he's um some I mean relationships aren't meant to 
some some relationships are just supposed to be like two years and then you know you move on that's what they say two years is kind of wait they actually say that they about that because i my therapist broke up with me after four years and we got into she was like my mother figure and she broke up with me in a crazy way but we would like get into fights as mother and daughter basically it was really weird really yeah broke up with you Mm-hmm. i mean how but, crazy was it like our our last sessions were just like me screaming at her and her screaming at me back being like allison i don't want to see you die in front of me and like crying and it was, okay well, it was pretty insane i mean but she, i loved her for that's validating years. like sounds like she cares a lot about you i know i know i hope too she, much she had I to, hope she, she had thinks to let about you go. me every single day because <laughs> she really effed me up but uh wow so you are gonna do the breaking up i think so i'm just i don't know i mean and then there was this whole like debacle about like how much i was like copay how much the copay was and he had like given me this discount Mm -hmm. during the pandemic and he we had this whole like the whole i was gonna call it an episode of therapy which i I love that it basically is is. so in this episode of therapy Uh the whole episode was like about payment and how like i would really like it like because i'm the type of person who would really like it if i got a discount or something and he was trying to like say i would like like really appreciate this discount and i was just kind of like yeah like i want this discount i'm like who wouldn't appreciate paying less episode it was just a whole like i mean he just like really wanted to kind of like come at me um but anyway so i was wait that's so weird what do you mean well he was just saying i mean it was like I was worried about money. Mm-hmm. This was like during the pandemic. And you, were, you were basically saying that he, you can't afford to see him. Or... I just, I wasn't even talking about like not being able to afford to see him. I was just like, I think I was like questioning whether like I should keep. Yeah, I guess it was that, but I like kind of knew in the back of my head. I feel like I was actually just kind of like haggling him. Yeah, asking for a discount. And so then he, I, I don't think he wanted to just give it to me. I think he wanted to like turn it into this whole thing about like me and like mm-hmm. why I would uh-huh. be doing that. That's um, so annoying. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's really annoying because it's like, I mean, I guess it's like if you want to haggle, haggling's annoying. True. Like if True. you want to get the deal, like True. you you, need, you can't just. That's the form. That's the form of communication that you chose. You set that up, so it's you true. gave it right back. And so now he wants to go back up to like what he called like pre-pandemic pricing. Oh, rude. Yeah. And he's going to your... My beach town. No, that is crazy. Are you going to bring that up to him? It's That's so weird. That's actually really weird. I think it's a little weird. It is. And I I would be... I'd feel weird if... I just started (laughs) to feel like in the same way with a parent... Like, in some ways, I started to feel like he wants me to, like, fulfill dreams or something he never had or or couldn't achieve or something. But I think he also wants to kind of, like, like be he's kind of, like, inspired by me and my youthfulness. And he's kind of, like, Mm -hmm. sucking up my youthfulness Uh to some degree. And that's why he's maybe going to, like, this beach town. Oh, that's interesting. And, I mean... 
I don't know. I don't mean to make it sound like it's some antagonistic thing. I think it's right. just, just, you know, natural. we're both kind of thinking about things when we're together. So yeah. it's like, if he's thinking about things, so am I. So I don't know. It's just been getting, it's actually been really good still. I think I just actually don't feel like I need it that badly. I'm actually looking at going to cognitive behavioral therapy. Oh, yeah. That is the good stuff that you practice every day. Once you've like, once you graduate from the the digging of the digging deep down okay stuff. so i'm on the right track yeah 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 because i haven't i mean i like kind of got to the my, the root of all my problems but i don't think i'm there yet so you, but it you, seems like you've graduated and now you just need to refine do you do cbt i do it on my own okay i have a, a you're DBT. like looking over at a yeah no i have my cbt dbt and c Oh, BR, I think it's called. It's compassion based. You're something. like in CBT graduate school. Yeah, it feels, like, it feels like grad school. Um, yeah, well, that's the thing is like I want to. So I did CBT because I have trichotillomania. I pull out my hair oh, on that, my face. That's the word. So I have like patches and I'm very, I'm very self-conscious about it and I want to stop doing it, obviously. Um, but I, so I've been, I, I, that's what I would be going for. And I feel like I've kind of like the therapy stuff I'm like I, I started going to therapy when I went through a breakup about two and a half years ago but now I kind of feel like I'm over like that phase so I'm like Good actually I want to fix this like Good hair pulling thing yeah I think a n- new form of therapy would be good for that and so the thing is he wants to be my CBT therapist too but and I was he... kind of like are you trained to be a CBT therapist right it seems like you kind of have to be one or the other maybe yeah no, it's they're way different. Well, I was just like, I feel like this is this chance for me to have like a new perspective. Uh-huh. And he is trying. I mean, again, we're. I feel like we're going back to like this like haggling relationship right. where I'm just like, well, like, is this a service you provide? Uh huh. It's like someone. It's like you're trying to break up with someone, and he's just trying to make it work. He's that's making exactly it really like, hard. Oh, and that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, but you can. You have to do what's best for you. Boundaries. I've been reading about boundaries. I have another workbook called uh, the Better Boundaries Workbook. Ugh, I'm so bad with boundaries. This is the thing because I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing this podcast and literally like two weeks from now, I'm going to be back with my therapist and like unable to break up with him because I, as he says, I just like do what everyone else wants. And well, no, you have to say this to him. In fact, we can, you can play this recording on the next episode. Oh, perfect. I should just play him this podcast. Yeah, just play him the podcast. Be like, so, what do you think about what I said? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wow, he's on vacation for two weeks. Yeah. I mean, he tried doing the session with me because he went to this beach beach town. Yeah, like in November. (laughs) And it was just like one day I like turn on my screen and he's just like in this like palapa with like this like straw. And I'm just like, okay, you're literally like, (laughs) it's like I'm in New York and you're on vacation. That's so inappropriate. Yeah. And it was like the connection was not good. And I was just like, I think he just realized like he needs to just take the vacation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. His own boundaries. I mean, no client wants to like see their therapist just on, like on, on at vacation. The beach. It's gross. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like seeing a teacher outside of school. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really yeah, that is disgusting to think about. My therapist is going on vacation this week too to South Beach. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. So are you fitting a session in, rescheduling? She'll be she'll be available if I need anything, but we're skipping next week, and okay. then I'll see okay. her. I think we're going to do in person the next time I see her. Oh, which I really miss because. I have to be there at a certain time and be held accountable right. for, you know, respecting other people's time and my own since I'm paying for it, you know? Right. Um, so you're saying you're like late to the calls? Um, no, it, I mean, like, it just helps me to be at a certain place on got time, it, you know? It's an event because yes, because you get I get all dressed up in your therapy outfit, mm-hmm. or just like to getting dressed to leave the house is just like a nice thing to do when you're unemployed. It's 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 yeah. Every time you leave the house is like a you have to. It's a moment. Is your therapist's office nice? No, no, it's uh, no, because that makes me think it's like. It's like my therapist's office. No, it's actually pretty nice. It's nice. She has like a le- big leather couch. Window? And a big office. Lots of windows. It's nice. Yeah, because sometimes it's like the vibe's just off. Mm-hmm. I like, I like it in her office a lot. But it's in Herald Square, which is not ideal. That's where, that's where they all are. Is it? I thought they were all on the Upper West Side. Those are the expensive ones, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. We'll get there one day. Uh Yeah, that's where my my therapist's office is near Herald Square. Cool. The therapy market. Yeah. Herald Square. I used to work over there when I had a copywriting job. Oh. Yeah. I I do copywriting, too. Really? What do you do do copywriting for? I just did um, a tagline campaign for Havaianas. oh my god i randomly have like gotten work with like brazilians through like word of mouth so i'm like always working with brazilians cool somehow which is That's great cool. because they're more like esl so mm-hmm. they like, don't know how bad the coffee is that i'm yeah, writing you have which is some, some leeway right and i'm kind of like i'm the english speaker here <laughs> i think i would know if i was writing bad copy or not <laughs> that's actually ideal yeah it's great damn Good no one you. can call me out because <laughs> not everything's a hit you know not everything so you so you're the copywriter for Havana no I just I do like very much like I'm more of like a con- copy consultant I would say I like uh-huh. come and I do a lot of like tagline brainstorming that kind of thing mm-hmm. kind of ri- I write like little narratives about like it's more like one-off campaign type stuff that people will bring me in for so I'm not like writing all the like whatever social copy for Abayanis. And I don't That's really, cool. I don't like doing like wet writing, like website copy or like description. That's what I stuff. used to do. It's, That's what I used to do. I'm just, but it's it, too much. I liked it because it was like data entry kind of at a certain point. I would just like go on autopilot and like turn on my, my voice for the plus sized women's clothing brand. Oh, that wait, I worked for. Torrid? No. Um, Romans. It's like a catalog only. Okay. I I wonder how they're doing. So you would like get, you would like zip up your fat suit and... I would just get into the mind of like a suburban woman in like Kentucky or something. Just getting the catalog and like flipping through, (laughs) seeing what would look nice on her and 
and just using words that would make her feel good about herself yeah. you know like yeah. alluring and f not form-fitting never form-fitting free free-flowing free-flowing yeah that was yeah breathable breathable <laughs> invisible classic yeah yeah pretty would you say like slimming or is that like is that just letting them know that they're already fat so you don't want to say that? I, yeah slimming was not slimming's a no 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 but we got to <laughs> we got to use the word exotic kind of often i'm like are we sure about using this word and it was just like the <laughs> most basic flower print or it would just be like a moccasin Ooh. <laughs> i mean there's worse words you could use for a yeah. moccasin than exotic, exotic. Um, so yeah i mean i don't know Mo yeah copywriting i mean whatever yeah it's whatever the in-house style is you know i we just go with that mm -hmm. and you know it's not, our, it's not our job yes i love being told what to do yeah which is why I love when someone tells me what to write and when to write it. And I wanted to talk about writing with you. Ooh, a segue. Because I recently, well, you it was published like what, like four days ago? Yeah, technically. No one told me it was published. And I was like, I had dinner with my editor on Thursday. And then she was like, I don't know when it's coming out. And then I just like looked up my name and the <laughs> publication. And then it was like out like three days ago. And I was like people trying to like hide this from me no one had posted about it no i think what it was is like i don't know what's i mean i don't know how the, the business works i think they just like it automatically gets published or something and that because they still like weren't hadn't sent me a contract yet like the, i had to sign this contract and then which i'm probably not even supposed to talk about the contract that i signed mm, right um and then they, a fact checker reached out to me today to clarify some points so i feel like i kind of like got to the article somehow before like it was supposed it was, to be seen or something like i don't know i mean i guess if you're like going to the website it, you'll has, see it, it. hadn't been fact checked i guess not Were i the mean facts uh I don't correct know. it was short you know what is a fact yep. ultimately what, what is, is a, fact? a fact i mean it was not like a factful piece you know it was no. a thoughtful piece. i thought it was a thoughtful piece and i wanted to congratulate you because it was one of the best pieces I've read in a while thank you uh and I just my favorite form is the personal essay and I you would you call that a personal essay I, think I would it's per call it a, I think it's a personal essay you turned it I into was one. supposed to write a trend piece <laughs> about why tennis was trending and I wrote a personal essay about like um, my like sexual fantasies for my tennis partners. It's um, so good. I love that you did that. I just had to. I know. I, I mean, that's how a personal essay happens. It's like I'm not a staff writer at like Essence. Like I'm not. If I'm like, it's like I'm gonna write about like what I want to write about, and it's gonna be a piece. It's gonna be a piece. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel the same exact way. I'm just like why? Yeah. It's like I. If you're gonna write something, it's gonna be. I am, you know, when I write, it's like I imagine someone finding it like 500 years from now, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's Shakespeare, yeah, you know, I don't, piece. yeah, I, it's, it's a piece of writing. I don't think of it as just some throwaway job. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, I, I approach my writing and like what I publish the same way, but I haven't been writing in a very long time. You wrote a book. I wrote a book, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. That was a while ago. Yeah. I can write another one. You could write a bo another book. Yeah. 
Well, can I talk about me for a second? Absolutely. Uh, I'm trying to not talk about me as much, but this is kind of it's your podcast. It's kind of like funny. It's, it's your right. It's kind of funny. I was like, I think last week I was on Instagram and I saw like a sponsored post, and I am want to purchase anything that they advertise to me basically because they know me really well and so I got this advertisement for a writing challenge and so it was like a 20-day writing challenge it starts on the 9th which was today and ends on the 20th and then if you're chosen there I think they're choosing like 30 of the people who are in the thing they'll publish your whatever you write in the 20 days but so I just like I didn't read anything about it until today because today's the ninth and (laughs) it has to be poetry you have to write a poem a day yeah and I have no idea what a poem even is but also if you even if you don't get chosen like to get your your poetry collection published you get a participation trophy. Oh, a trophy. Yeah. With Emily with Emily Dickinson on it. It's like one of those clear ones. Who, wh- who where is it published? Um Amazon, Barnes and Noble. I think it's like the you once someone buys it they publish it on the on the spot or Got something. It. Like a coloring book or something. Right, right, right. And it'll be like an ebook PDF. That's the business model now. Yeah. Um I was just thinking about trophies because I in tennis I would like do these tournaments and I I never I I was like good at tennis but I wasn't like you know I'm not kind of a pro as you can see now um but I always got the sportsmanship award which would be a trophy and it was like that's the best one and now I'm just like is it just because I was like gay and like (laughs) nice and like smiled like I really just think it's because I was just like not straight and it was just like smiley that's possible were you prom king i was actually um i was winter dance king Mm -hmm. um oh my god that must have felt so good was your sister happy for you or jealous um i don't know you know to get inside her mind i mean we are just very different i don't even think she was there to be completely honest okay um, but, um, yeah, I'd love to know where she was. Maybe I'll check in with her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I was very much kind of this, like, you know, gay little, like, dancer boy. Um, yeah, we I, would have I been had, friends in high school. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, well, I was saying, cause we're, I mean, am I allowed to say we're recording on your bed right now? Yeah. Because, yeah. um, this feels very like hanging out with my like girlfriends in high school mm-hmm. on the bed. Yeah. Cause like now podcasts are so we're going in the studio and now we can, I feel like we can just be a little bit more like, yeah, it's like girl talk, girl talky. Yeah. Um, and all my friends are like gay guys now. So it's kind of like, I know same great to have a little bit of girl talk. Yeah. Uh, we're having thoughtful intellectual yeah, but it's, yeah, it, it's we're, we're much wiser now. Mm-hmm. We've we've read a lot of CBT, yes, <laughs> CBT we've books. we've graduated from girl talk yeah. to woman talk. Not yet. Um, so, Eric, I see 
you have a ring on your finger <laughs> uh that's like the top tier of girl talk honestly i know Cons- it's it's so girl talk to be like <laughs> i never ever 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 thought that i would ever be like announcing i was engaged oh my god because i'm not it's like i'm <laughs> you know obviously i have a lot of girlfriends i'm gay or whatever but i i've no one's ever been like so when are you getting engaged you know it's like never been a thing and like no one has ever like asked me to like get married have kids do anything i think everyone like, gets that i'm like not on that trajectory and then to actually like have a ring and tell like have to announce that i'm like engaged is honestly it's been really cute and fun because it makes me feel special oh um but and you get to say my fiance. I know, which is actually, I don't think it's as, I, I keep thinking it's going to come out really cringe. And then I'm like, actually, fiance is kind of like a nice word. It is. It's fiance. nicer than partner. Yeah. It's like fiance, there's, it's, it's, uh, there's a, you know, there's history. It's French, you know, it's. Fiance. Yeah. It's. Husband it's, will feel really good. Huspup is. Huspup. <laughs> 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 I feel like I want to credit um, my partner Stephen Phillips Horse, comedy partner Stephen Phillips Horse, with saying like that first. But I feel like it Has is just stopped. something people say on their like their Instagrams. That is really disgusting. Because it's you know it's that whole like fur baby culture, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, which I am ultimately that's the thing you are. I'm that's what you're transitioning of. into. You've I've graduated from like aimlessness bohemian how do you know me so well (laughs) and you're you're getting back on track to doing the right thing the the thing that is expected of you from society yeah um being (laughs) being gay and having um a dog a dog (laughs) and a fiance yeah and a ring um and a ring yeah um i i was so like that's the thing is i've been feeling so and I guess cons- I guess I have been feeling like conservative lately. I just feel like I've like I feel like I spent so much time trying to be so different, and now I'm just like feeling. I mean, I feel pretty good, like generally, like of where I am in life. But I think it's because I've like stopped rejecting these like things that I thought were like stupid or things my parents liked or whatever, and mm-hmm. just like. But it's like I grew I, I feel like I'm getting back into all the things I like had when I was growing up when I was like grew up very privileged and like it's like kind of like those things are nice to have. There's a reason why like people yeah. have them uh-huh. who are privileged and like my parents. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, if you can have a dog, it's just this like thing that like loves you unconditionally. If mm-hmm. you can have a fiance, it's this thing that loves you unconditionally or conditionally. Yeah, conditionally. Um, if you can like, and then I'm just like, I was like trying to be such an artist, and I'm just like playing tennis, and I'm like, oh, this is like so much more fun than like torturing yourself, like, uh huh, on your art. It's just yeah. like there's clear rules. It's like engaging, and it's like fulfilling. Tennis and being normie. Being it's marriage. not even being normie. It's not normie. It's, it's just like I feel like being normie is so just like settling well, down. It's just like sitting on a couch watching Netflix. I mean, right, I feel like people right. are so, being normie is just like scrolling through Instagram. I feel like it's like I think just like embracing, embracing tradition. Yeah, I love that. We should title the podcast episode. Yeah, I th- that 
I, yeah, <laughs> let's title the podcast episode that. Embracing tradition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, this is, this tends to be a, it's a spiritual podcast. Oh, okay. So sometimes we talk about like Jesus. God, Christianity. God. Um, yeah, I haven't gotten that far yet. No, though I'm, I, I'm just kidding. I'm I, Jewish anyway. I drive past this when I, or I bike past this um, church on the way to go play tennis. And there it says like res- parking reserved for pastor. Mm-hmm. And it's just like on the street in New York. And I'm just like, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, right. I like that's just like so, it's like this like sign that the church made, but mm-hmm. it's just like respect. Respect, yep. And it's like, you, wow. this pastor just like has his spot. That's Anyone can do that. I mean, in some ways, it's full scammery <laughs> and does just, like, show up. kind of what a joke religion is. But yeah. at the same time, it's like people do respect him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the power of God is is powerful and will get you a parking spot. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, yeah. I feel like... Oh, yeah. my When I had a car in high school... My mom was like, put like a cross or a rosary bead on, bead on your rearview mirror, so like no one will break in because they'll be afraid of offending God. Oh, really? So that was like a thing, yeah. Do you think that's true? Um, no one ever broke into my car, but I crashed all of my cars before I really. <laughs> before anyone could break into them. yeah just crash your car and no one will break into it yeah but i mean i didn't die in any of those crashes so maybe god was was there with me with my through my rosary yeah i mean that's well that's great first of all let's but i again i totaled on my cars yeah um well i wonder like i mean i do believe that people won't break into your car like it's like like I kind of have like a shittier bike because I'm like, oh well, no one will steal it, and mm-hmm. I do think that's true. Mm-hmm. Like I've never tried to like put like a cross on my bike, None but I I don't th- I guess it's like I don't think of criminals as being like so like God loving, but who knows, you know? Yeah, a lot of people believe in God. A lot of people. A, like I am learning that because I just regro- rejoined. Alcoholics Anonymous doing the 12 steps and you know God is a big part of that and it is wild to to me that I mean so it makes sense believe in God like it's a useful tool I mean I it think is. God is a great tool mm-hmm. and I mean I think I read when like Marianne Williamson was like running for president or whatever I ran um, a return I read a return to love Mm-hmm. Um, which is her book. her book and it's like it's she uses like Christian terms but like you realize that she's using God like as more of it, God is like an idea mm-hmm. God is like a sense of purpose God is love so it's like if you can just like look past this idea of like whatever people want to say God is like a man you know like looking uh-huh. down on us like that's obviously like useful to like yeah. the men who have been in power but it's like if you want to <laughs> like see god as love then it's like that is nice you can yeah god can be whatever yeah that i guess that's what they say in the program it's like your higher power or god as you understand god so you can like pick something to have it be god yeah anything can be god yeah um It's, it's nice to sometimes i yeah no it's nice it's a nice little cushion to have you know 
a tool. It's a tool. I mean, I I don't know. I don't really, I I don't even think of myself as being spiritual. And I feel like, but I feel like that's in some ways when I say, yeah, I'm embracing tradition. It's that I just, I think at some point I just started to realize that like the things I was doing were really like not giving me like any sense of like fulfillment or purpose. That's you recognizing a spiritual emptiness, maybe? Yeah, like, I don't know. Just like this, like, valid... I mean, I guess it wasn't like... I mean, I'm not someone who's like, I hate social media or whatever, but I do feel like I was just, like, seeking validation and really like short-term things which I guess is just kind of like addiction in general it's uh-huh. like it's like getting like moments like fulfilled in that moment how and many like, likes did you get on the engagement well yeah exactly it's like <laughs> I felt like I had to post this engagement photo and it was like I knew I just like could hear all the like people being oh my god he posted the engagement <laughs> photo like it's so corny but I was like but I was like no I want to feel special because uh-huh. because to me it was like the engagement photo is like part of the tradition now it and is. I was actually it just is. embracing tradition, tradition of posting mm-hmm. and so it's like I deserve to feel special at least as special as everyone else I mean oh. you know in the in the like range you know I was at you know that's I feel that special um yeah no I got I, I've gotten more likes you know it wasn't a great picture of me <laughs> <laughs> it's hard in the moment. You know, we didn't get the, like, we didn't get, like, formal engagement photos taken. Mm. Like, people will do, like, elaborate engagement shoots. Yeah, I know. I always thought they were staged, though, like, after the fact. Like, how people, like, elope and then have a wedding. Are you guys going to have a wedding? Um. Yeah, that's unclear. Hmm. Um. I just, like, don't, I can't imagine it. Really? Like, it's it's not about it... it's not about like him or anything. It's like I just like can't I truly cannot imagine like my family like sitting there like watching. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's so far removed from my like reality that if I ever posted an engagement photo, people would be like, Is this a joke? Like <laughs> Right? I mean uh, But but you I mean, you're you're doing it. You're on the same track as your parents. I mean, I definitely feel extremely uncomfortable about it to some degree. Like, I, I, I mean, I think this is where, like, embracing tradition is, like, also there's this, like, uncomfortableness that I have to deal with, which is, like, my own, like, I guess, descent into adult, like, full adulthood, adulting, as they say. Um, But, um, yeah, I mean, I I never want to be someone who's, like, just, like, feeling like they deserve praise for something, like, getting engaged or, like, getting a dog or whatever, and yet I do just find those those things I mean, like i need praise for them i like i like when you said that you deserve to feel special like everyone else it's, but that's it's true though you do it's nice i mean it is an accomplishment to get engaged to get a dog you have to be in a certain place in your life to get those things that's true <laughs> um traditionally have you ever been engaged i haven't i'm I'm not near that place yet. I am working on a piece, which I 
which hopefully will be the thing that I am praised for next, but we'll say, um, I just want to go back to your piece, your personal essay. Oh, the personal essay. Yes. Yeah. Cause that, that deserves so much praise and, and validation. Like that is, it's so good. Every single sentence, I just like, I know that you, <laughs> yeah, you agonized over all of the words and that. And yeah, so you're saying there's a lot of commas. They're long sentences. They're long sentences. Yeah, Wait, I'm, I'm a there, long... weren't, there weren't that many commas. I, I thought I did... it flowed really well, Thank actually. You. Like, really well. I read it twice. I think when I write, I like to, th- I, I usually think of myself speaking it because yeah. I'm, I, a performer or I was a performer and so I just like always imagine it being kind of like said so I'm like are people when other people read it are they seeing it are they hearing it that way or are they like being like why does this sound like it's a speech uh I think people say that if you can hear the writer's voice then it they're doing a good job like getting the writing down yeah I mean I think that's above all I want someone to hear my voice no matter what I'm saying but in this piece, your voice, you sounded so smart. Thank you. And articulate. Well, I and went to a very expensive college. You did. You did. Um, and I have a lot to prove. So. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations, because I was blown away. Thank you. I There's will a lot post, of writers out there. I will post a link to The Sense trend, tennis trending. Yeah. Um, explanation. But I, yeah, I celebrate the personal essay and I think there's nothing wrong with it. And I like how you snuck it in. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know, 1500 words. I was just kind of like, I mean, that seems like really long to me. Like I don't usually write, I write usually 240 characters on Twitter. So it was like, it just felt, I feel like anytime I write an essay about any topic, it's like I go so big and I try and think of like every possible oh my god same and you can't fit it all into one and I'm just thinking every possible metaphor every possible <laughs> connection like tennis could possibly have to anything mm-hmm. and then it's like like I've written like 10 pages and I'm just like what the fuck am yeah. I trying to say about this I know that exact place in the process it's I know the exact place. Which is why it's great to have an editor. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I love, important. I love a good editor. I, me too. Me too. They're the best. And they're kind of hard to come by. It's I, I feel, yeah, really lucky. Like, I mean, I think it's also just you have to get them to, like, kind of believe in you too. You mm-hmm. know, it's like... That's I, actually, like, most of it. And the key is, like, getting them to believe in you. And, and then they'll, and also, like, like, do the work. Right, and also being smart enough to know how it would be better. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I, because I work at a grad program, a writing program, and um, everyone writes these essays and turns them in, and I'm just like, wow, like, this is, like, you know, not publishable because it's, like, because it need like, it's, like, every piece needs just, like, every piece that's published has, like, an editor. You know what I mean? It's, like, I mean, most pieces. I guess mm-hmm. that's not true, but it's, like, you know, it. I, I think people don't realize like the like how much things get edited and how like especially when it when something's like complicated and you have a lot of like different like ideas and facts and uh-huh. everything and you're kind of being asked to like say a lot. It's like you really need someone to help like guide you who is not like in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it's it's nice yeah it's so important it's like half the half the assignment it's half the assignment are Um, you good at editing um (laughs) i suck at it (laughs) what's always happened is like i will like be really ambitious in my edit and i'll like go really hard with the red ink Mm -hmm. and then i'll like read it over and i'll be like wait did i just completely change what this person Mm -hmm. is saying and then i'll like kind of like go back and just be like you know what i'm just gonna let them say what they're gonna say like i do think i'm someone who kind of lets things go more like i don't i don't get caught up in in like what is my own writing i get caught up in details to some degree but i feel like with like editing it's like I, I, I'm not you, a detail-oriented person. I'm more of a framer. Um, no, I feel I, like that's a that's a good editor because there's a difference between... Like, there's several editors that you go through before a thing gets published, and then, like, a line editor looks at the every little detail. Yeah, that's not going to be me. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it becomes you, though, after you've written it. Yeah, on my own piece. Yeah. yeah, on your own piece. I'll I'll go over it a few times. But then you just kind of have to let it go. Yeah. Um but, but yeah. I think that I think that piece will be around after, after. it's timeless. As Thank timeless you. and traditional as tennis itself. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's my <laughs> it's one of my first like print pieces like that's in a widely distributed oh my god that's major i can't wait till it's out is it out i don't know it's very like i mean it's this like publication that you know cuts like for a fashion website i feel like it comes out like once or twice a year so Mm -hmm. i don't that's huge then you know a lot of things kind of take time these days you know the the 12 the monthly cycle it's hard for, for publications these days true you know, COVID, et cetera. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And COVID's, you know, COVID's back, you know. COVID is back. I There's a war going There's on. There's the war. I mean, supply chain A stuff. lot going on. A yeah. Lot. Yeah. Are you, are you pro-war, anti-war? Um, I, I guess I'm anti-war. I'm anti. Yeah. I'm going to I'm go, anti. I'm going to be anti. Yeah. It, I really was kind of hoping that it would help my my stocks but my stocks haven't gone up oh my God. which is some real bs i really thought like war made it so that happens but no no they're going down, down uh, someone needs to take my robin hood away from me i, <laughs> I am the i am honestly the worst stock invest like the worst investor i am like buying high selling low a, type vibes oh God, like literally like i don't i i just don't have a knack for it i mean i've made a few i i, I guess i'm kind of being like a hard on myself i mean i have made some good purchases but like for the most part it's like i just am not doing it right yeah for the most part i like cannot take out the money just like ever and then hopefully in like 20 years or something yeah, because everyone's like, oh, it'll up. go up, it'll go up. And I'm just like looking at some of the like, <laughs> really not the like, up. blockchain, like Bitcoin mining company that's like lost 75% of its value. I'm just like, I don't know if this is going to like scary investing. go up. I mean, I guess I just see it as like, I, you know, I put a certain amount of money. I didn't put all my savings into it. I think I just kind of saw it as like gambling. It is. Um, it is. And I just like threw some money. I mean... 
Okay, I will admit on this pod that I did have this idea, and I don't know how cancelable this is, is to buy... I bought Gazprom, which is the, like, Russian state oil company. Oh, I cool. Bought their, I bought their stock because, like, I knew it was gonna... It went... It was, like, Whoa. crashed. Yeah. And I bought it because I was like, oh, it'll go up. And I was like, the world, I mean, in some ways I see this as like being optimistic because I was like, oh, the world, I was like, the world will, uh, the war will end. The world will go back to normal. Like this is like optimism in the future. Mm -hmm. Like we're all going to get along again. Gazprom stock is going to go up. Everyone needs gas. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did kind of sketchily buy it. And then, I mean, that's a smart investment. It was so low, but then they like completely banned oil and like stopped trading it. And it's just like so low right now. And I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? (laughs) I mean, I didn't like go. It was more of like an experiment. Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's play money, passive income. And it's, you know, I mean, I get that like, yeah, maybe my like, you know, 50 to $100 did you know, go into the hands of Russian oligarchs. But at the same time, like, <laughs> to me, it's just like play money and like, you know, it's amoral in my No, it is. Absolutely. Mind. My first stock was Halliburton. Yeah. Uh, free from Robin Hood. Of course, Hood. classic. So thank you, Robin Hood. But uh, yeah, I can't even look at the app anymore because it's, it's, it's not good. Well, you know, if I mean if, it's fine though. It's fine. I ha- I did make some good investments and like got money. If I were really if I made it into my job and and really researched all of it, I could I could be good at it. I just don't want to. Right. No, it takes time and like you need to like hit things like I don't know. I feel like I'm always trying to play it based on like media stories and like news coverage, but I'm just like no, you need to like have the insider information because mm-hmm. it literally, even though like whatever insider trading is banned, it's like that's literally how that, it all. Yeah, how is that even banned, and how do they even like know? I feel like it's just a way to actually keep people who shouldn't be inside like out. So if like if you you get like arrested for insider trading, if like you shouldn't have like learned the knowledge that everyone else is like spreading around, um, that sucks. It sucks. And that's why Martha Stewart went to jail, right? She was an example. That is... I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Martha, I love her. She is someone who embraces traditional values. She does, but she's so, like, not traditional. She's very progressive. Like, I don't know what wave of feminist, but... She's great. It's a future d- wave. We yeah. don't even know. Feminists True. in the future are going to like look at what Martha was doing and be like, this is our girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Femini- feminism has progressed so much that it's returning to traditional. I mean, look at you. Values. You're a woman with a podcast. Exactly. That's incredible. Exactly. That is it's yeah, a, startup. a big, a large leap for womankind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the moon landing. Wait, Heard of it. Do you, are you pro moon or anti moon? Um, you know, I was listening to a podcast trying to learn French and they were talking about some of the conspiracy theories about the moon landing. Mm-hmm. And then I was also watching the crown and there was like an episode on the moon landing Oh, the crown is 
a, like a like a Netflix British British show about um the Royals. British monarchy. Okay, um, there's a lot of those. So, like I thought Succession was one of those for the longest time. That it was but, about the monarchy. Mm-hmm. It sounds about, like it. It's like media monarchy. I mean, it is about like passing down a power. Right. Did you watch Succession? No, I don't watch TV. No but TV. I listen to podcasts, so I'm interested to hear the conspiracy episode of The Crown. Oh, the yeah. Pod. Well, no, that one wasn't a conspiracy. Yeah, I guess it was like two different. I guess I had never thought so much about the moon landing, and I just like assumed it was. I mean, I think. I mean, I don't know where I come down. I mean, I realized, you know, the longer I'm on this planet, the less I know. Um,. <laughs> That's very wise. But I, you know, it does seem like, okay, in The Crown, this wasn't part of the story about it being a conspiracy, but the king, like, wanted to meet the guys who landed on the moon so, so badly because he was like, these are my heroes. And he was like, I wish I could go to the moon. And he met them and he was like, these schmucks, like, they're just like normal, like, Joes. They were like, he was like, I'm the king. And, like, he was, like, <laughs> he re- he was suddenly, like, fulfilled with, like, confidence because he realized the people who went to the moon were just, like, these, like, Losers. bozo astronauts who are, yeah. like, told what to do and it's just their job. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, and then they were, I was hearing about how, like, the there was, like, the wind was, like, blowing the flag on the moon. Uh, this was mm-hmm. in the podcast and how, like, mm-hmm. people are saying there's no, like, wind on the moon. Mm-mm. And, there's um, no wind on the moon. Right, and and I also just feel like be, like everything is so mediated now. It's like very hard, and we talk about disinformation all the time. And I feel like it was probably even harder to know what was going on mm-hmm. back then because there was yeah. like one source of information. Yeah, like like one like there were four channels. It was before cable. So it's like if there was a, it would be easier to do like a vast conspiracy. I guess. I mean, I... that being said, I don't really get why it would like need to. I mean, I guess I get it. I, I'm just, I'm not, I don't invest in conspiracy theories, um, but I'm mm-hmm. very interested in um, how, I mean, it would just be so exciting if it was fake at this I point. I just really don't see how it's possible. I mean, like, I feel I, like. I just straight up don't believe it. I, I You don't believe it? No, I'm anti. Well, I feel like I, our moon landing, mean... like our cultural moon landing for like us would be is like discovering something's not true you know it's true, like yeah it's like it's like our 9-11 is like be like finding out 9-11 like was done An by inside job bush yeah mm-hmm. and i feel like the same with the moon landing it's like we want to know things aren't aren't real uh-huh we're deconstructivists true as a generation not just you and i i know i read that in one of my horoscope apps oh yeah co-star maybe co-star it's I... the only one i know Coaster. I deleted it. Good job. But now I can't remember my rising uh, or my sun. I'm going to guess. Well, when's your birthday? April 18th. Uh, what comes after Aries? Maybe you're an Aries. I mean, I am an and Aries. Then you are an Aries. That's my like. I feel like sign. you're rising, though, from being around you. Maybe. Not a Cancer. Maybe a Gemini. Hmm. Maybe a Scorpio. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think my hmm. rising is? Mm, you know, I'm really kind of Aries focused, so I don't know a lot uh-huh. about. Um, you're giving me kind of like um, Pi- Libra. 
Nice. Are you Libra? No, I'm an Aquarius, but same. I wish Libra. I like them. Anyways. Aries. Um, yes, we are deconstructionalists as yeah. a generation. And the moon landing. Well, we're going to find out soon enough. You think so? We have to. You think it's coming out? It's going to be just like an article in the cut. Yeah. Just being like. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, try fact checking that. I mean, damn. That's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, why we started up talking about that. Um, I don't know either. This is a really like freewheeling, free ranging pod. Yeah. Someone told me that it was like a mis or no, an unguided maybe misguided meditation <laughs> disguided yeah. um yeah well i mean i we're just yeah we're, we're here talking yeah i mean i'm feeling like i'm someone who likes to kind of like take the wheel and drive and i'm like kind of a guide and a host and and that's you, like my you, thing you can do that but i'm trying Feel not free. not to i mean i don't really have like a i don't have like some like where would scheme. you where would you take it if you were me what would you do right now um so really to round this thing out i would like i mean i don't know i think about how one time janine garofalo did like talk hole which was this comedy show that um, wait i didn't know that yeah she did it that's and so cool she was just saying how like if you're feel like like no matter like when you go on stage like whatever like no matter what like just like say how you're feeling you know and just really like kind of like say the first feeling you have and like where you're at you know and like not because like if you're trying to like talk through or tell a joke or whatever through like those feelings uh-huh. like it's not going to come across as like authentic or whatever I mean she's that's I will amazing. say she's not the best no that's really <laughs> she's not the good. best stand-up but like maybe she I mean she is kind of a wise person so that's good advice just life advice it's good not... it was real I found it to be very good life advice uh how are you feeling right now I feel good. I mean, I feel, I feel like uncomfortable. Like, yeah. You feel like what? You do you feel that too? Do you feel you feel uncomfortable? I feel like I'm just not on. You know why? I don't know. I feel un- unprepared and uninteresting. But this is, should be about you. I mean, we are doing it like kind of like on your bed, so yeah. it's like. I mean, I feel True. like I want to take. I don't want it to. I don't want to feel. I don't want to feel pressure personally to say anything like anything interesting. Yeah. So it's no, like, yeah, we're just talking. We'll, right. We'll talk more. We'll cut things. We'll, but it's like, I guess it's like with a podcast, it's like, I feel like I immediately go into my like performance zone and I feel like, are you in it right now? I think so. I like, I was in it and then I fell out of it trying to snap back in. I do love performing. Did you perform as well as do tennis um, when you were younger? I was kind of a performer, but then I kind of, yeah, I went more towards sports. Um, I was Charlie and Charlie in the Chocolate Factory when I was six, which Aww. was really huge for my career. Um, but <laughs> like I did. That. But then I do kind of like blame my parents and I did kind of start doing like individual sports like skiing and tennis. Um embracing tradition as they say as Indiv- we say individual sports though that's that's different I, I think just like being like a little faggot like i just like the team sport like 
the accountability of of like a team sport just like didn't sit right with me like Mm -hmm. I wanted to be accountable like for myself and myself only Mm -hmm. and to feel that like liberation of the kind of wild liberation of being like this like uh, animal like trapped in a cage the cage being like the tennis court or a pair of skis Uh uh-huh so you're not competitive with other people I am I'm super competitive I mean that's the thing with tennis it's like some individual sports are not super it's like you're kind of competing against yourself tennis is one where it's I mean you're kind of in in the ring with Mm -hmm. people so it's like this like kind of it's this like boxing match but like you're 78 feet away um so it's um yeah I mean but it's it's not like a team sport like no no team I'm thinking yeah I used to play like basketball Mm -hmm. I was kind of pushed into basketball or soccer or whatever and I just like really like you know it's not like I'm anti-team I just think like in terms of what I wanted to spend my time doing it's like I would rather it's like I would play a team sport if I got to like pick my team but usually don't Mm -hmm. don't get to pick your team you don't get to pick your team so that kind of sucks yeah did you play sports god no I did ballet for the same reason okay that you enjoyed skiing i imagine because it was just because i'm not competitive well i guess ballet was always competition against the other girls but it's mostly competing with yourself to be better i could see you doing ballet i i did ballet for a long time big part of my life i miss it maybe that's part of an emptiness that i feel like Maybe that's a missing piece. Maybe I should get back into ballet. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Take it back just... up. I mean, it feels good to. Oh, I yeah. will say, you, it feels good to be it back up. Sorry, yeah. it feels good to be good at something. Uh huh. It does. And it like, really does. If you are already, it's like so much easier to pick something back up than uh-huh. to be like, I'm gonna start a completely new hobby. Oh my god, absolutely. Yeah, let's talk about picking things back up because that was a big part of your essay and a big part of like the pandemic and where everyone's at yeah I mean I feel like as I said in the essay it's like people did start playing tennis like during the pandemic and I guess I did have more time on my hands but I kind of was like a late adopter of the pandemic trends both in like tennis (laughs) and getting a dog I kind of got a dog and started tennis like at the end of the pandemic I didn't know uh, tennis was a trend but that makes sense. it was because it was like the it was like on the list of like low risk sports because you're so far away so people I guess a lot of people started like playing tennis again during the pandemic but I I kind of had just wanted to do it because like my friend Luca was like always going out and he was like insta storying it and I was like I can do that and I deserve to do this <laughs> yeah but it's really annoying to play tennis I mean it's the the barrier to entry to play tennis in New York is just that you have to like put up with so much of the normal New York shit of like just like hustling to the court waiting in line like people yeah like fighting over courts like everything is a battle here it's true it's like i'm used to such like kind of like country club tennis where it's just like there's like i didn't i i literally like did not understand that like people waiting would in line ever wait for a court ever right it was just like not something i understood how, so how long do you get on a court you you're supposed to do if, if like people are waiting it's like an hour that's not enough time. I mean, you got to warm you, up. I yeah, mean, and you can't even like mess around. No, or, like, I mean you can't a play a match. I mean, the uh, f- like in the men's professional 
league during grand slams sets are f- uh, there's five sets in a match uh-huh. and those can take up to like six hours which is insane that's cool i mean that's insane that's so much t- like non-stop i mean they like but do it's... breaks and whatever they like sit down but right. yeah it's like very but yeah an hour i mean it's not enough it's not enough it's not an hour is such a short amount of time I mean, I'd love to kind of get on the court and get off the court and, you know, chat mm-hmm. and get a drink, get a drink and, and then go back on, you know, but, yeah, but country that's club not how it is here. You're five. really fighting against everyone. It's New York. It's a war. It is a war. I just, I was thinking how, like, if there was war in New York, I was, like, thinking, like, proudly that, like, we would be tough. Oh, yeah. We'd, we'd be winners. Yeah. As as like New Yorkers. Like it would be really hard to occupy. Absolutely. New York. Like I'm just imagining like jaywalking in front of a tank, you know, uh-huh, just being yeah. like like get out of my way. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Like I just there was like a police funeral recently and there were just so many cops just like crossing through and That's I just disgusting. like I like had my headphones in and just completely did not even like I just like walked through the funeral you just being like disrespected it. I need to get where I'm going. Exactly. And I was just can I can't imagine like I, I guess I felt like that was a very occupying force and that it was just occupying the street where I was trying to go. And mm-hmm. I was just like, we wouldn't stand for we this. We would not, because we have places to go. I know. I mean I guess it's like though we also like don't have any resources or like cars or anything. And I'm just like maybe when like the bombs come, like it would be like difficult, but Or maybe it would be like an even playing field if the bombs come and there's no cars or anything. Yeah. Oh I guess yeah, if the bombs come we're kind of helpless. It's hard. But it's if it was hard. um face to face combat, I think we'd win. Yeah, face definitely face to face. Like gra- on the ground combat. Yeah, we'd win. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, because we give really good face in New York. We have beautiful hardened That's, faces. God, it's true. Yeah, the angles, the edges, they could they could really cut cut you down. Sharp. Yeah, I'm anti-war though. Same. I mean, that's the thing. Is like I don't. I want. It's like with at the same time. It's like. Uh-huh. I feel like I'm always at war and I feel like like when I'm on Twitter for example it's like I feel like suddenly I'm like in this like proxy battle where I'm like suddenly I'm fighting the people who are like pro-war like I'm fighting the anti-anti-war people who are like (laughs) and it's just like I'm always finding like sides to be on and I just feel like everyone does want to be like part of something and war I think brings brings out this like kind of like side of you it gives you a sense of purpose and it like brings uh-huh. you like together with people it's like a team sport kind and it, of it's like a team sport you do not get to choose who you're at war with or who <laughs> yeah. you're who you're fighting next to um yeah and i do feel like people crave it a little bit because i think it gives people a sense of purpose so i think that mm-hmm. is why war ultimately is a, is trending and is right. popular. Yeah. It's like the Olympics. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A little bit more deadly. Right. Um, and it's scary. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just like, it does feel like human nature. Okay. My next personal essay trend piece is going to be about war. Why is war trending? That's so funny. Yeah. For Vogue Russia. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll get paid in Gazprom stock. It'll go up. It'll go up. It's going back up. War will end. I love your we're, optimism. We're going to give peace a chance. 
No, we absolutely should. I mean, <laughs> I am I am truly I mean, I want to go on the record saying that I'm truly like horrified at the idea of like people dying yeah. and it's terrifying <laughs> to me. And the footage in in Ukraine is devastating. It's horrible. Terrifying. I mean, I saw I saw a dead person on my street and I was like traumatized and Oh my god. I, and I had I'm to sorry. I had to post about it. Yeah, I was that course. traumatized. Of course, yeah, that's the natural reaction. I mean, imagine how much posting we'd be doing if Jeez. we were in Ukraine right now. Oh It'd be my terrible. god, I know. It'd be horrible. <laughs> no, no, it's it's really insane. I mean, it's like, but yeah, at the same time, it is kind of like you know, why are we talking about this war and not the war in Yemen or whatever? Yeah, right. I mean, it's that and that camp, you know. Right, There's and so that, many camps. That, so many well, that's takes exactly. It's all like beyond. it's all like the take camps, and mm-hmm. I'm like, but I just am so sick of all the sides, and I'm just like, I now just want to like put out statements of like how horrified I am by the events that have passed. You know, like I feel like I want to be just like just talk about how you feel. Yeah, I mean, I just well, I kind of just want to be like a senator, like, and just have someone like draft a statement mm-hmm. and just have that like pinned. Yeah. Maybe I should do that. Maybe more people should do that. Yeah, because then you don't have to kind of be in the war in yeah, the trenches. Yeah, you just like you can put it in a different building or something. Okay, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm I really like sta- that idea. My statement, colon. Yeah, and just have like your stances on every controversial do- topic. Just... Okay, it's getting longer. <laughs> it's we're really going to be scrolling. Have your um, Myers Briggs type at the top. Just all. Just have it all. Yes. All of your takes. Wait, I love the idea of Myers Briggs like at the end of my name, like at like at some type of like salutation, like PhD or something. Oh yeah, that's really good. That's a good idea. Eric Schwartel. I don't know my Myers Briggs. You think so? ENFJ. It's it's extroverted. Yeah, it's Ian I think ENFJ. You think so? Mm -hmm. Wait, I'm wow. Well there's aren't there a lot of combinations? Yeah, but I think you're an ENFJ. Oh, if you're right about this, well, we'll look into damn, it. This podcast after. is gonna <laughs> go viral. If you're yeah, right, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm I'm not a professional, not a professional here. Podcaster or guesser of Myers Briggs? A Myers Briggs, right? Because it's seeming it's seeming somewhat. I mean, besides Scientist. the bedroom, it's seeming somewhat professional. You have you have some great equipment. Thank here. you. I know I do, but that's not what makes a good podcast. It's the content and yeah, the, the and the host and the guest and the guest yeah. and this and a good sound. I mean, I, the sound sounds good sound to is... me. I'm glad I got rid of that gum. <laughs> me too. Uh, do you like ASMR? Um, I was getting kind of ASMR vibe sometimes from this. You, I feel like there was I some can't like stand cl- it. clicking going on. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom recently like told me she listens to, to like what's his name Tony Bamboni, who's like he's like this, a- he's like the biggest YouTube ASMR guy, and I think he's like a gay guy, and she listens to him every night before she goes to bed. Wow. But like she and just like puts on the most good and like soothing to her. I guess it like tickles the back of Ugh. her neck and she just like falls asleep. And my dad is on his like CPAP machine, mm-hmm. and, like, I need one like of Darth those. Vader. <laughs> and like my mom's just listening to this like gay guy in her ear, and they, that's and like the dogs are sleeping at the edge of the bed. I mean that's life. I don't know. I mean I, I'm not a huge ASMR person. 
Me neither. It really grosses me out, actually. I mean, I do like... I li- I'm more of a white noise person. I was going to ask what you listen to to fall asleep. I, I have a um, large air humidifier, and I put that on um, on uh, setting number two. Mm-hmm. It's not the loudest, um, but it does provide a good... A little white noise. A blanket. Because sometimes New York can be loud. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing puts me to bed like being tired. Being tired. It's so nice to fall asleep when you're tired. Like it's, it's so nice. It's the best feeling. I mean, that's the thing is I feel like so many people with insomnia are like trying to go to bed when they're like not ready to. Yeah. And yep. like, yeah, it's... maybe you have to be up late or early the next day, but I don't know. Figure it out. Yeah. Getting, make yourself tired that really is the best sleep also crying yourself to sleep such that, a good sleep that after is a great great sleep i listen to subliminals in my noise canceling airpods what's that so it's like um what are they called it's like uh miracle tones where it's like 528 hertz and it's supposed to like put you in this like certain state of mind and underneath these like tones and sometimes it's sometimes it's like a a beach sound or sometimes it's um like a rainforest or something but underneath you can't hear it uh but underneath it's someone saying things like i am worthy of love i deserve all abundance that surrounds me and it's just someone repeating that in your ears but you don't hear it all night you don't hear it you don't hear it because it's subliminal you hear the like the rainforest sound or the music over it like Josie and the Pussycats wow it it works sometimes you have to believe in it for it to work that's the thing about all this stuff pseudoscience no i mean that is everything is belief mm-hmm. yeah that's the only way for things to w- work yeah I, I i do you listen with so you have headphones mm-hmm. ear pods or AirPods. airpods earpods Pro, because they have noise canceling abilities and they stay in your ears all night no i wake up and they're just they're you know in my bed and but i'm like they, oh i'm asleep they did the job yeah they did the job uh-huh. they're done um <laughs> yeah yeah that's always my that's my main issue with like listening to stuff is like i don't like to have anything right in my ear yeah the the pro the airpod pro is are really small so i don't really notice they're just teeny they're just in there and yeah they fall out while i'm sleeping because i also don't like waking up to like music still playing or something no it's such a bad feeling you know yeah so i like just having them out of my ears and you don't have a tv so you can't wake up to like tv playing that it sounds so much worse yeah it is so much worse like, I feel like I have a TV on the couch. I don't have one in my bedroom. But it's, like, sometimes I do, like, falling asleep to, like, the TV on the couch. Because then I feel like when I wake up, I'm, like, oh, I feel like I went on, like, a vacation or something. And yeah. it's, like, I have to go, like, back home to mm-hmm. my, like, bed. And it's kind of, like, yeah. it's, like, a, a little bit exotic not to use that copywriting term. 
Um, I love a surprise nap. Yeah. Nothing hits like that. I mean, I, I have trouble taking naps personally, but when I get one... Yeah, same. No, I'll never like be like, I need a nap. I'm going to go down for a nap. But when a nap happens and I can't control it, it is nice. It's usually like very necessary. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this idea of like the societal nap, like the siesta, <laughs> I'm just like wondering what it would take or like why like Americans don't do it. I guess it's just our, our work ethic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like I'm imagining. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's also if you like have like a glass of wine or whatever at like, you know, for lunch, it's right. like that probably kind of conks yeah. you out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, but no, I that, do. That used to like fire me up. Do you think like in the, that would get you going? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it does. I was yeah. like feeling good at lunch, like 1130 lunch wine your copywriting lunches uh-huh. your two martini mad woman exactly like that yeah in midtown yeah like, i like at the macy's food court i was there a food court there yeah isn't that disgusting the like big one that's like the block long it's like macy's? in the basement oh yeah i wish i didn't bring it up because it's really dark <laughs> I mean, any any like like lunch, mm-hmm. midtown lunch or like full time job lunch is usually like a very oh. like sad place. I mean, I think one yeah. of the things I've loved about working from home is just like not having to have that experience. It's a horrible, humiliating experience. It's embarrassing. And and what's w- worse about it is like that how much worse it would be if like your coworker like went with you or something oh like it's like God. It, 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 that's the thing is like sometimes Never I see that. coworkers going out to lunch together and I'm just kind of like how what you want to just keep talking that's... and like being next to this person mm-hmm. I've never understood that either it's disgusting to me again like seeing your teacher out in public it's not right oh yeah continue what do you think, what do you want people to get out of this podcast? Or like not this episode, but like in general? Well, the, for any of the episodes, for this one, I hope it, the listeners, you guys, feel like you're hanging out with us on my bed, just doing girl talk, chatting. I hope you laughed at something. I hope you feel less alone. So I guess... What I hope to achieve from this podcast is I want to help other people feel less alone and just to remind everyone that everyone feels fucked up all the time and that's, yeah, that's it. Because no matter what guest I, I have on, it they'll usually talk about, you know, how they're struggling mentally because everyone is and that's and addiction comes up quite often because I think it's prevalent in or I think everyone possesses it like the ability the ability to become addicted to something but yeah I just want to destigmatize or I just want people to feel less alone and like they're not crazy and there's nothing that they can do about it you know 
I guess that's what I want to achieve with this podcast. That's very noble. Thank I you. feel less alone being here with you. Oh. I would have just gone home to my apartment instead of coming here. This is so nice. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm sorry I didn't like make you dinner or have a spread or anything. I didn't realize that you weren't going home first. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I actually have a bag of beans and rice in my bag. Perfect. I'm doing a... I'm doing what I'm calling a no spend week, um, uh-huh. which I'm familiar with those. And I was just like, I don't, I, I was listening to some podcast about doing them doing like a no spend month. And I was kind of like, mm, what? I don't think I that's not, that's not. And they real. were saying it like, wasn't going to work. And I was like, obviously it's not going to work. It's like, <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, for me, it's like, just like not spending like money on food. Like, yeah. I mean, I did just have two slices of pizza on my way here, but like that, that to doesn't me count. is not counting. No. Uh, no, absolutely. To not. me, it's just like the random like Tuesday night dinner that ends up being like seventy five dollars uh-huh. or something, and you're just kind of like, wait, what? And then I don't know. Or like an online shopping situation. Yeah. Yeah. No, um. I know. But yeah, no, I think um. I think in terms of I want to go back to this idea of loneliness and like addiction is like mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah, I think like you always feel so alone and like you're the only person in the world having like an issue. And then I feel like, I don't know. I feel like through like, through like reading or like playing tennis, it's like, I, I just like, I guess what I love about like tennis, for example, is like, it's this thing. It's this like art that's been like shaped over time. And like me participating in it is like, like participating in something that like is like it's this phenomenon like for whatever reason for whatever it it, it, people can like it or not like it or whatever but it just is like you're like connected to like it's like a club so many people playing it and it's like not even the people you're playing with like in the moment it's just because you're playing the same exact perfect sport in a way you know or like trying to yeah it just like connects you with something larger and i just feel like that's like i feel like so many people are like so disconnected from like larger things and like get so lost and like feel so small because they don't have any like they can't like grasp something or they don't have like opportunities to like grasp something larger or they're so like stuck i mean so easy like i've felt that way I mean I feel that way like every day but it's like when I find those those like moments and opportunities to to connect to something bigger I feel like I always feel more yeah having a community is so important it's so nice to feel understood yeah connected people uh luckily we have a war going on yeah so we can really latch on to patriotism right team, our our team yeah we're, we're taking we have a, taking it for the team do we have a name for like us and our allies oh like uh like the allied forces and mm-hmm. yeah do we have um, a i think name? we call it the west technically <laughs> i don't know if you've heard of that term <gasps> oh my god but it's the west is okay it's starting to get more confusing like where the west is mm-hmm. because we're kind of all we're very global you know we're the West is kind of working remotely, so we're kind of like showing up in everywhere, East, West, wherever. Good one. Um, uh, yeah, I'll come up with a, a joke here and there. Um, yeah, I always like one because I don't listen to podcasts as much that much, but then it's like 
when I do, it's like I'm usually driving or whatever. So then I start to think of like now whenever I'm on a podcast, I start to think of like, oh, it's like whoever's listening to this is like listening while they're like driving. Uh And then I start to have this idea of this listener just like in their car listening to this. And I'm just like, huh. I don't like thinking about that. Do you you don't like? I just don't like the sound of I. I just, the things that I say, I just am embarrassed by. And I have to hear them again when I edit the pods. But no, I I, I do like that. I, I like thinking what about What do you imagine, that. like, you're an audience <sighs> member doing, like, while they're listening? Wow, I actually... I mean, there's only a few options, I feel like. Like, no. I feel like it could either be... It's not something I think people do at work, really. You can't do it if you have, like, other... Like, I can't listen to a podcast if I'm, like, writing, like, an yeah, email no, or something. Yeah, not. Yeah. Even, like, look scrolling, like, Instagram, I feel like I, like, start... Like, I, just any stimuli that's, like, it requires, like, any form of, like, reading, it's, like, I stop listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I'm listening to a podcast, I, I it's, like, reading with my eyes closed basically I have to pay attention but I think I don't really listen to conversation podcasts uh but I feel like if I did it would just feel like I was hanging out I would listen to it like in my room to feel like less alone you know like I'm hanging out with friends right you know what I mean so I guess I kind of picture the listener the listeners here like on the bed with us you know Oh, that's cute. Yeah. We're all in a little cuddle puddle. Yeah. That's, yeah, I guess that's how I always imagine you guys, the listeners. Yeah. I I mean, I think that's a nice place to be um, in bed. I mean, is... Or just like kind of paying attention, like not holding on to every single word because we're not like, it's not... It's not like a riveting true crime podcast where you don't know what's going to happen next. Exactly. Yeah, there's not really a plot. I mean, unless there's like a murder, like while the recording's happening. True. What's going on with the the war right now? Yeah, I don't know. We've been talking. We haven't looked at our phones. Well, that's why I was like charging my phone because I was worried that that there was going to be a nuclear I know. Are we good? How are we? I mean, I think we're fine. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Every time I read, I always go on Drudge Report. I don't know if you look, look at that. Like, I don't. Or Should I? I mean, that's just like really, it's like really basic HTML like design. And it just has like big headlines that like change like every hour. So I, I kind of like it. Whereas like, and then I'll go to New York Times, just a little bit more like, you know, <laughs> fact checked and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it does seem like it. it does seem like on the brink of war, like nuclear war every time I go on this Drudge Report site. Um, I'll, I'll check that out. I usually listen to NPR and they find it's basically everything that people said on Twitter like an hour later. Yeah. That they're reporting after. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, the Twitter is the front lines. <laughs> I know. Twitter is like being in Ukraine. I mean, that's the thing is I actually <laughs> just feel so far away from it and I actually am not. Like, I, it's like, I want, this is what I'm saying. It's like, we want to be, I want to be a part of something. It's like, I literally mm-hmm. want to be a hero. I yeah. want to be, I mean, I don't know if I would be a hero, but I want the opportunity to be a hero and be just like writing hot takes on Twitter is not that for me. It's not. It may be for some people and sometimes it maybe feels heroic, but it's, it's I absolutely it not. It does. When I have a good take, I, I feel like. Like a hero. A champion. Like I won. 
Yeah, which but it's so like, <laughs> but I just feel like sometimes when I like the takes that like even are the most popular, I start to like feel such a distance from also, and I'm like, wait, do I even think this? Like, mm-hmm. what, this is just like composed. Like, this is just what people want to hear. Yeah, and, and then like, I start. This is to, what this cool person yeah. believes, and it, so then I'll I just feel so too. Yeah, then I feel so distanced from it all of a sudden, and then yeah. I start to like question everything I believe. But I like a, an objective headlines only basic site dredge report. I've heard of it. I know. Yeah, it's like it used to be very conservative and now it's kind of just like, I I don't know, I guess I, I guess they became kind of anti-Trump and then they now have mm. a broader audience. So they'll embrace tradition once again. But yeah, it's a it's a well curated site. They have a good um, they have a good um sense of what people want to uh read about shout out dredge report (laughs) (laughs) yeah you can find my next piece on dredge (laughs) well we've been talking for a while oh my god and i am i bet you're starving wait oh my god we've been talking for so long i know this is gonna be fun to edit myself (laughs) wait have you been thinking it's been long because like i have a barely like I feel like we've been here for like 30 minutes. No, yeah. That's how I know when the podcast is good. (laughs) It's when it like feels like it flies by. Like an hour is not a lot of time. Okay. Yeah, right. Like with tennis. Okay. Uh Yeah. No, we have to. We have to end. Yeah. Yeah. I have my sponsor called me and I have to call her back. My my fiance called me and I have to call Oh my God. We are at different parts of our lives. I mean, a fiance. I mean, I may be sponsoring my fiance to come mm. to the United States. So true, true. sponsorship is has many meanings. That is true. Deep. Well, Eric, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Is there anything you want to plug or oh, for real? Aside oh my from God. Dredge report. Plugging. Um, yeah, I have a, awareness. I have that like piece that's going to come out in, in Essence magazine, not the black magazine. Oh, that's magazine. how you, you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. It's one of these things <laughs> where it's like super confusing and everyone thinks I'm writing for the, for the African-American magazine. Um, but it's the, it, I think it's Essence. Like it's Two S- S's. Essence. Yeah. Essence. Essence. I don't, yeah. I mean, that is how you say it, but it's like, I think people are forgiven for like, thinking it's confusing i mean there's Mm -hmm. nothing more annoying than having like a confusing name right um but anyway i will i really appreciate them um giving me opportunity to opportunity to write um and i would suggest um reading that piece buying the magazine yeah also reading um my column that i do with stephen phillips horse called talk hole we'll plug that which is on gawker um which will be coming out. It comes out monthly. You're a columnist. You're I'm like a columnist. Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. So I just got to keep, keep talking, keep talking, keep saying things. Yeah. That's, I don't know. It, <laughs> I don't feel, I feel like the least, I, I feel like the least Carrie of all the, all the columnists um, out there, but. Because um, you're trad. I'm trad. I mean, I just like to, I don't know. I don't want to like be, more than I am you know I just oh but you're so much right well I guess it's like I don't know, I just want to I want to be uh, what is it I mean I guess it's like I guess it's that I'm not I don't buy into kind of this like storied columnist idea of like uh-huh. the New Yorker like I, I I think it's that I don't buy into kind of like 
downtown New York like history of like media culture and like I don't I don't necessarily like I didn't grow up like respecting columnists or like even like reading columnists so like to think of myself as like a columnist it's like I don't take it that seriously so it's like I guess I don't feel like I'm embodying some type of like right it's kind of like character it's like a comedy yeah I just it's a it's a spin I want it to be new. Yeah, I just want to have... I want it to be... Ultimately, I, I love talking to Steven and we mm-hmm. have a very, like, fun relationship and the and the column is just, like, our relationship and how we we see the world and, like, that's... It's very funny. You guys have a great rapport. The back and forth is unmatched. Yeah, I a mean... Tennis term, kind of. It's very tennessee. It's very tennessee now that I think of it. Um, it really is. It's a back and forth. It's quick, too. It's like, it's yeah. It's very fast. It's nice when you can do that with people. Yeah, I do start to also wonder, like, who's kind of winning. Oh, know? yes. No, I, I can definitely sense that with both of you when and, I read those columns. And I do love, I do kind of take on the underdog role, like, you know, and that's kind of my thing. And, but at the same time, the underdog, that's who you don't expect to we win. Are- and then they come up. We are always rooting for the underdog. Exactly. I think I want... Always. It's like, I'll let Steven win knowing that that if I am the underdog, people will want me to win. Mm-hmm. And it'll be so much sweeter. Yeah. But, you know, in the end, it's it's a collaboration. We are a team. Yeah, a team. A team. It's... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Shout out to Steven as well. Do you have anything you want to plug? Just this podcast. If you're listening this far, thank you. Are you selling this merch? I love the the heart. Uh, or you just give yes, it away? that is um, available on my, to, available to my Patreon subscribers. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. I, I'm gonna use it on a keychain. <laughs>